Hello guys and welcome to a brand new episode of Injury Time, a football podcast that takes a closer look at the beautiful game in India. Well, it's been quite a week for India. The national team was in action and the all-important AFC Asian Cup qualifiers is up next week. Well, all that will be discussed in this episode and joining me today like always is Sandeep. Hello. Sudarshan. Hello. And a guy who covered that game in Mumbai against Nepal, Arvind. Hey. Hello Arvind, how are you? I'm good man, how's it going? It's going good. And what about Mumbai? How's Mumbai treating you? Mumbai is insanely hot and humid. <laughs> Bangalore is cold now, and raining. Raining, so it's even more humid. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, uh, Arvind, without wasting much of a time, coming straight to that match against Nepal, you were there at the Mumbai Football Arena. Could you take? Uh, could you uh, just take us through how the match panned out? Ah, uh, well. Uh, India fielded a very experimental team and uh, it was expected of them to uh, just uh, get their system right uh, prepare well for the Kyrgyzstan game. So starting off they played uh, Robin Singh up front with uh, JJ and everyone in Mumbai seems to hate Robin Singh, uh, I don't know why. Uh, but he missed a lot of chances in the first half, India could have gone 2-0 up in the first half itself, but they eventually won the match 2-0, no thanks to Robin Singh. Robin Singh was substituted uh, uh, at the beginning of the second half and uh, instead of him, the replacements actually made an impact. Uh, in fact, Daniel Lalimpua played instead of Robin Singh and uh, the two goals that were set up, uh, I hear that uh, Daniel Lalimpua had a part to play in them and uh, JJ scored one of the goals and Sandesh Jingen scored uh, with his left foot and uh, Stephen Constantine, the coach, he actually said, I don't think Sandesh Jingen will ever score a goal in his life with his left foot again and even I couldn't believe that it actually went in. But that was the opener that got India through Nepal and then Nepal actually had a red card uh, eight minutes after the first goal and then uh, JJ made it 2-0 when Nepal were 10 men. So that's how the match panned out. India missed a lot of chances but they were expected to miss that many chances anyway. And uh, the fact that they did it without uh, Sunil Shetri, their uh, talismanic player, uh, it shows that uh, they can uh, pull up a surprise against uh, Kyrgyzstan. Yes, Sandeep, you have something to ask. Um, so that's yeah, the last con- Considering that uh, you said India actually fielded an experimental side, and uh, uh, Eugenson actually came on pretty early, like, I mean, inside the first half hour or something. So what does that, what, what did it actually convey? No, actually, Eugenson came very early because uh, Roland was suffered a head injury. A lot of heads were clashing in the first half and uh, even Mohammad Rafiq uh, had to wear. Uh, Roland and Mohammad Rafiq had to wear uh, headbands to protect their heads. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roland's head injury was a bit more uh, serious, so Constantine took him off and uh, brought Eugenson in. Uh, but, but wasn't it also that until then they weren't pretty convincing and after that they, they did a lot better? Yeah, actually 
all credit to Yudhinson for that. He made the impact uh, after coming on. But uh, India had only a couple of chances before that. Okay. Um, and he came on in the 28th minute. So two chances in 28 minutes uh, are, can, are good enough, I feel. And uh, what did you think of the red card? And the uh, you know, free kick which could have been a penalty decision. What did you make of that? Uh, the red card had to be given because uh, it was a one-on-one chance that JJ had and uh, it, it was a very fair red card and I actually thought it was a penalty but it later turned out to be a free kick and apart from that I also thought that India deserved a couple of yellow cards especially Sunday Singh and uh, for usually sliding tackles and all those dangerous sliding tackles that he pulls off. Uh, he was lucky that he did not get any yellow card, but Nepal were unlucky that they did get the red card, and it was a totally fair call, according to. Uh, what did you also make of the amount of people who came to watch the match and your uh, press box placement in the stadium? Well, the press box placement in the stadium was horrible. Uh, the reason why I said that seemed like Daniel Lalimpoa had a role to play is because we couldn't uh, watch it properly because we were stuck to only one corner of play and we were placed at the point where uh, India had the goalkeeper in that end in the second half so all the action was happening at the other end and we had no screen to look into for a replay or something so we just had to make guesswork and uh, note down jersey numbers properly of all the Nepal defenders and we had to make our uh, report based on that. As for the crowd, uh, at the start of the match there weren't many people but uh, I was told by the Mumbai journalists that uh, this was a very normal thing and they would turn up uh, after the second half, uh, after the break I mean. So they did turn up, a lot of people turned up, were 4,000 people. And uh, that's actually a small number compared to the crowd that you get in Bangalore. But the difference is that the Mumbai Football Arena is a very small, tight place. So it almost feels like the entire stadium has packed. So, which is good for the Indian team. They get uh, they get cheered on very quickly, and there were a lot of fans for JJ uh, and. Uh, a couple of West Block Blues were also there. They kept on cheering the team throughout the second half, throughout the first half. Every time an Indian player had the ball, they used to just shout his name. For example, uh, if Gurpreet Sandhu scores a 40-yard goal kick, they would start shouting his name. If Sandesh Jingen makes a clearance, they start shouting Jingen Jingen. And similarly for every other striker except for Robin Singh. So, like, attack-wise they could actually make the necessary substitutions and get the job done. So, what do you make of the Indian defence? Was was the Indian defence was more the first team defence that you would get? And how did they actually perform? Uh, They weren't properly tested in this match, I feel. Um, Although... Uh, Sandesh Jain was good as always. He has been India's uh, great defender and uh, Anna Sedatodika also 
also made a couple of uh, tackles towards the end, and uh, both of them had a great game. Uh, of course, with uh, Sunday scoring a goal, he's expected to have a good game. But Anas was really good, and uh, you could also see that the wing backs uh, Narayan Das and Pritam Kotal uh, kept joining the attack, which is expected of them. But uh, among the between the two, Narayan Das was more. Uh, attack minded and he could get a lot of crosses into the box uh, defense uh, among the defensive midfielders uh, Roland was also good Mohammad Rafiq was had a decent game uh, but uh, Gurpit was hardly tested uh, he had one chance uh, which he had to charge out of the box and uh, tackle it Nepal had their best chance to score from that uh, opportunity actually it was uh, just before the half-time whistle, where uh, Gurpit ventured out and uh, Nepal striker, his name is Navayog Sreshta. Uh, three of the defenders collided with uh, Gurpit and the ball kicked out and he had a chance to score into an open goal but he couldn't do it. So that was one chance and it could have changed the game for Nepal and things would have actually been different. They had taken the lead. Uh, apart from that, I don't think they were tested at all. And, uh, um, in ne- uh, among the Nepalese uh, players, Rohit Chand was the best one that I could uh, gather. He made a goal line clearance and uh, the captain was the worst of them all because he's the one who got uh, red carded. Uh, Maharjan, his name. So, Biraj Maharjan, unnecessary tackle and Red card, so that's how the game panned out. Well, that about Nepal, but uh, Arvind, could you just tell us more about what Konstantin thought about this match? A perfect preparation going into the Kyrgyzstan game? Yeah, he said it's a really decent preparation and uh, he indicated that he had to improve in all aspects uh, and they had to be ready for Kyrgyzstan in a better way. They had to work on a lot of things uh, over this week. Uh, most obvious things that they will be working on are the converting those chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering that Sudil Chetri is expected to play in the Kyrgyzstan game, uh, I think they will uh, be able to convert a good number of their chances and uh, they just have to work on uh, Robin Singh's role in the entire team uh, because Stephen Constantine had indicated that uh, People have to show that they deserve a spot in the playing level. And uh, looking at the way that Robin Singh played in the first half, uh, none of uh, the players, none of uh, sorry, none of the fans or the journalists thought that he deserved the chance in the playing level. But I don't know what option do you have anyway apart from uh, Robin. You have TK uh, Vinit and you have Daniel Lalimpua. So. Daniel Lalimpua is young and uh, he's still developing and CK Vinic, as you already know, uh, he is also one who misses a lot of chances and uh, defensively he also agreed that it wasn't uh, a big test for uh, Gurpreet and uh, he was happy that uh, another uh, young player, Jerry uh, Lalimpua, made his debut this match. Um, so that's it. I guess he was happy with uh, Eugene Sun's performance and uh, he said that uh, 
Kyrgyzstan players will be more more physical and uh, more powerful than Nepal. Okay, yeah. Arvind, thanks a lot for your opinion. I like. We'll hope to catch you soon once you're back in Bangalore. Yeah, sure. Take yeah. Care. Have a great time in Bombay, man. Thanks have a lot. Have fun. Have fun. Well, guys, uh, that was Arvind coming in from Mumbai and giving his thoughts on how the match panned out at the Mumbai Football Arena. But coming to you, Sandeep, Sandeep, do you agree to what he says? Indian strikers missing a lot of chances. Do they lack on quality or do they lack on basics? <laughs> Isn't that one and the same? It's just two words. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there is an argument that you can make that Indian strikers are not the best. But you but know. before we get, do we have enough good strikers in India? Off the top of my head, you can probably put Chetri, who's mm-hmm. kind of a left winger, no more right. of a winger. Yeah. Uh, Chetri and uh, JJ La. JJ, JJ yes. Uh, yes. the two good strike good quality strikers mm-hmm. we have but and then comes the next bra, you know bunch of players who may be one rung below but yeah. they do need to make some fundamental well is it like tennis when you have the top 4 and then you have a bunch of players who want to get into there but are not there yet maybe not because they they do have certain players who can play in different systems like mm-hmm. if they have one up front mm-hmm. they could actually play with three behind them so right. that, that's that's not a problem because that's the kind of system that say players like lem hmm. daniel hmm. sunil who all who all get to play in bangalore because sunil i think in a couple of matches he has played more centrally yeah. and there have been occasions when eugene has been pushed back pushed up so there are options hmm. so you don't you don't probably need two out and out strikers so you can you can you can maybe have one who would put away the chances mm-hmm. like putting away the chances i think jj does the best job right, right, right now so you can have one of him with sunil on the left and udanta on the right so because okay. udanta didn't play and he he's due to be back against the no, no, he's, no, he's, 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 he's out so it's not that we don't have options we have options to play in different systems maybe not two out and out strikers right but yeah, because they went with uh, like arvin said two strikers mm-hmm. and uh, as there was this moment in early early part of the match when i think it was jackie chand or i'm not sure one okay. of them, so he had put in a cross like a whip to an across a face of goal and uh, neither of them had made any runs right so if you don't run to the far post if you're playing slightly wider if you don't come into the far post that's mm. a job then you're basically not doing it your main man being in the box yeah so robin if he's in the middle mm-hmm. he can only do so much so right. you need someone at the far post to make that run mm. to see if there's a tap in it's a gamble but and it's something that you should do if you, especially if in the early part of the match later right. on you might be tired and might not make i mean if you also play two out and out strikers that 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 pushes your best player further back right like sunil chetri has so far played either as a striker or one who has played 433 right right next to the striker so if you play two out and out strikers and sunil is not one among them you push him one run behind mm-hmm. so that i'm not sure have they played in that system before they I'm played sure, two so. strikers but uh, this obviously sunil was missing in this yeah, one. but right. so that that makes a big difference because he but creates a lot of chances and it's not just him on the ball his mm-hmm. movement off the ball also yes. creates a lot of chances right but what about the man who started uh, this game against nepal robin singh 26 still living up to his potential 27 27 yeah. still he to reach his potential is, or has he got lost his time see, with the national team what is this i think at 27 you can no longer say he's a prospect mm mm-hmm. you can you can only say has he fulfilled his potential or not mm-hmm. and in my opinion yeah. he hasn't because he has got all the tools he's really strong he's got mm-hmm. a good left foot he can head the ball mm-hmm. uh, he is also surprisingly quick for a very big man like 
It's but, very quick. Yeah, yeah, but add one more thing to that. He's found offside many a times. Yeah, so that is one of the things that I was wanted to say because as Robin, we've seen him right. when he was in BFC in right. very close quarters, and then we've seen him on TV mm. during yeah. other matches and live for uh, India ones as well. Exactly. For someone who has the pace that he has, mm-hmm. he can afford to take half a yard inside and then start the run mm-hmm. because he doesn't need to be on the line mm-hmm. because he's quick. So he comes offside. He strays offside. It's not so much that he's running offside. He just strays offside. Right. And that is kind of a lapse in concentration. Constantine can say that he runs around for 90 minutes, but yeah. that doesn't really give yeah, you much. Even KT Irfan does that. Yeah, you can have your KT Irfan, the walker, uh, Olympic walker, to just uh, walk really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I am a bit concerned about their Indian defense because uh-huh. Jingen is not one of the fastest guys. Right. And I don't think Anas Erdogan is also one of the... I mean, but he, Anas reads it better. He, he reads it better. He is mm-hmm. at the right places, but... There can be times when they can be caught on the break. So right, right. that I am a bit, mm-hmm. I know, because Nepal might not have tested them. Yeah. In which I feel they would have had better preparation mm-hmm. with Lebanon mm-hmm. or somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean a far superior team. Yes. So we need to see how it holds. But if that's the case, when your centre backs are not fast enough, isn't it a better thing not to play a high line of defence? Just the other thing, think India plays a very high line. No, but against sometimes Nepal, at times you saw yeah. them. Against Nepal, they can yeah. afford to. They but do. against Kyrgyzstan, yeah. you don't see that. that I don't think they will play a high line. Mm-hmm. But I think if you have two centre backs who are not fast enough, mm-hmm. the other option is to play with two wing backs and three centre backs. So that might actually have. Let's just have shield in front, which I think yeah. uh, Rowling will do. Rowling was very good. Yeah, and Continental said it was just a nickel and should yeah, be should back. back. Should, should be back for the Kyrgyzstan game. Just a contact injury. But coming back to the striking abilities that the team. Has you have a JJ who's a goal scorer? Yeah. Look at his goal. He, his he's goal a goal scorer, but shoots hot and cold at times. Yeah, correct, but correct. A, and you have a Robin. Then you who have scored most of the time, but well, but unf- surprisingly, he can end up scoring two goals, although he's having a bad match. So yeah, probably that is yeah. Uh, then positive. Then you have the likes of Daniel Lalanpuya who's coming up. Then you have a few Balwant here and there. But apart from this chunk of five or six players, do in India as of today, have a bunch of strikers who can challenge for the spot in the national team? No, because uh, I was looking through some of the statistics uh, of the I-League. And then if you look at it as a striker, as a complete striker who does goals, makes the tackles, Mm -hmm. makes the runs, uh, makes those passes, dribbles, makes interceptions in the other half. If you look at all of that together, and the stats says four Indians in top 15, top four Indian strikers in top 15. The rest of them are all foreigners. Mm-hmm. And then in in the top 20 shot takers, nine of them are Indian, but their conversion rate is not that great. Yeah. So first of all, that just means you're taking a lot of shots, but you're not converting. Yeah. So it also mean you're just rolling the ball to the keeper. Ah, uh, yeah. I can quite easily roll and say that counts. And then the, another thing that you often notice is they don't make those gambling runs. Like mm. if, if you saw the Champions League final, Ronaldo's second goal, his movement to the near post, he knew Modric would do only one thing, just pull it back. And he was there to finish it. So that's awareness. Like JJ's goal, sec- second goal for India this time, he arrived at the right time to just you know knock it in. And how often do we see uh, Indian players arriving either, either standing or the ball, ball drops to them. How often do this? you see them yeah, arriving at that spot? Yeah, I think that kind of thing, currently we can see, obviously in Chetri and maybe Vudanta, but 
Udanda's again uh, that uh, goal against Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way he blasted yes. through. So. Yeah, so he came through and Chitri arrived at the right yes. spot to. So. Yeah, that that was Chitri's ability to read the game and read the pass, which allowed, which made him be in the right place inside the box to slot in that ball. This is exactly where I come. Uh, my next question comes: Do Indian players, not only strikers, lack on ba- uh, basics? Because when we spoke to Albert Roka a few weeks back, he insisted on this that players do lack when it comes to basics of football. Yeah, maybe because you know the grassroots programs is not very good. Other than a TFA who produces good quality players, there are not many famed uh, youth academies as such. Right. And then it's not just you know ball control and stuff like that. It is ability to read the game, yeah. to see where the cross will come, mm-hmm. uh, and y- your own movement all towards the near post or towards the far post, just to two yards back so that you can make a running jump to a cross. All these things are. things that you have to either learn while playing or teach them early yeah mm-hmm. and it's also that a lot of this is with instinct so right you keep practicing the same thing this same thing and at at some point your head doesn't get in mm-hmm. so you do it by instinct by muscle memory and mm-hmm. stuff like that so tennis players do yes yeah. and like like he said about ronaldo mm-hmm. ronaldo would have done the same when he was the quickest striker right but now not being a quicker striker he won't dribble but he knows where to stand so okay. where to get where to anticipate a cross so these kind of things i mean it it needs to happen by instinct and i don't think the indian i mean when did they last play march yep so i don't think they play enough enough often but isn't that the story with every national team they don't play much often together but they have no, a but great they, league system right yeah but they do have a set calendar where they don't have to fight with other uh, clubs to get their players so you 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 don't have a situation where you have a national team playing in between isls and you don't know who is coming who is not going mm-hmm. coming so i think that comes more like like the bfc players for mm-hmm. example if sunil eugene len and daniel play they might anticipate where the ball will be exactly so if you have a robin singh coming in if you have a jj coming in that coordination for that to get get set you need you need more Well, with Robin Singh only, only and that is more that because uh, we don't play enough. Hmm. Like even if it's an England national team or a Netherlands national team, although they may not play together, they play enough games to know kind of like okay, he's he's going to the byline. Yeah. The best thing he'll do is roll it across to the near post. Yeah, the so number of matches these players play yeah. is far more than what. So at at twenty five, I remember speaking to Ashley when uh, he first came in. At twenty three, Robin must have played maybe fifty uh, matches. At twenty three, an average English player plays uh, around hundred, hundred fifty matches. Yeah, there's like so gap of hundred matches. So gap is huge. Yeah, the only thing by instincts Robin could do is be offside. Is it? Yeah. Well, I think he and Vinit. I think he's getting too much flag also. Yeah, he and Vinit have have this you, ability to actually sneak in a goal when you least expect them to, yeah. and that will be an important goal. So mm-hmm. can't rule them out. Yeah. Yes. Well, that about the Nepal game, but going forward to the Kirkus match. Oh, at Nepal game, I just wanted to say Rafiq was very good. Uh, once he moved mm-hmm. to the flanks, uh, once Eugene came into the yeah, picture. Yeah, once Eugene was substituted, rolling I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gurpreet looked very comfortable, like Arvin said. Although mm-hmm. he wasn't tested, the two times he was tested, he was he looked pretty comfortable. Yes, and except for that one, Mishabe yeah. just ventured out of the box. And it's also great to see nineteen-year-old like Jerry get a debut. So. Mm-hmm. Kudos yeah. to Constantine for continuing to believe in uh, mm-hmm. new players. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I wanted to sneak in one thing. We the last time we called Nepal the Sri Lanka of football. Yeah. So I think I we need to revise that considering what Sri Lanka did to India yesterday. Yes. <laughs> well, I have another cricketing analogy here, in, uh, including Shri, like which includes Sri Lanka. 
with something sudarshan said last time round upul taranga upul taranga thing <laughs> yes isn't so, it yeah. well if we think upul taranga was born swinging the ball outside of stump guess where robin singh was born filippo yeah. inzaghi ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> I think Rowling Rowling will definitely Rowling has been playing well but oh, what meant debut no no uh, people who played in the Nepal game retain their spot yeah, I for think Rowling Kirkusan. Rowling will definitely yeah. keep his spot mm-hmm. and then there will be you know uh, Eugene will come in yeah. I think this uh, defensive side will more or less be the same, the same yeah uh, you see uh, Mohammad Rafiq get a start with the kind of game he had against Nepal maybe because Udanta is not there mm-hmm. so you can argue that he warrants a start but again it depends on maybe they they'll go for someone who's a little more defensive minded or okay. a little more offensive minded mm-hmm. he'll have to see rafiq is a very uh, balanced player right. to have in right. a team yeah but yeah so how is kirishan as a team because yeah. we haven't watched much but of them we are read of yeah. i read up on read about it so in from 2016 onwards they have they played an 50, awful lot of no, 16 uh, awful lot of uh, friendlies yeah. and uh, they have played for one well played sorry, against big teams one four drawn two lost three mm. and their away record is not that bad considering the two of their three defeats came against australia and uh, iran well you, you were reading only the away records no i was reading their the general record okay. yeah so they've not a bad side at all mm-hmm. their goalkeeper we've seen against mazia mazia he's a very very tall and man and the latest recruit in the strike force ivan filatov played for east bengal okay, okay. yeah and then they have uh, quite a few players who are playing in europe mm-hmm. a defender victor mayer who's playing in the second division of dutch league uh, they have one couple of midfielders in belarus and uzbekistan mm-hmm. the captain captain plays in germany right. they are in the lower leagues associate uh, leagues not mm-hmm. the top leagues right and there's a striker a uh, couple of them one in serbia one in germany so I guess it's understandable because they've broken up from USSR that few of them are you know German uh, Kriegs Kriegs German or something so but it's in it won't be an easy match what's up yeah i mean definitely tougher than what they got against Nepal so well that about Kyrgyzstan but uh, you how do you see india approach this game because it's a home, home game do they do you see india make the most of the home advantage in this show yeah they should rather because this is a start and uh, this is probably the best chance that they have of qualifying for the tournament considering the expanded nature of the tournament and uh, i think their spirits will be high after the win mm-hmm. any win is good right. and earlier they were sweating on chetri and now he is fit mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't do anything i mean he didn't play out of the match yeah. Nepal, yeah, he, so the only thing he did was whistle from the stands when people yeah he whistled it's nice to see your captain <laughs> being a cheerleader so right. <laughs> everything is in place they should just go I, i don't think they should go for anything other than a win here mm-hmm. so considering it's a home tie yeah. the start they need to start on the right note so mm-hmm. they should approach the game and try to win it yeah, what about you sandeep same same emotion yeah i think they'll not go gung ho they'll be pragmatic because constantine is that kind of a coach mm-hmm. uh may set pieces could be key because we've seen with jingen with uh, if robin starts with robin Uh, chetri even despite his size is all capable anas is all yeah. capable of scoring goals eugene mm-hmm. is capable of putting good balls in so mm-hmm. 
set pieces could but be but in both situations even chetri could score yeah free kicks yeah direct free kicks even chetri is quite good mm-hmm. so not quite good is probably the best in india so it's free kicks and uh, corners could mm-hmm. very well be the one that decides the match and what about playing in bangalore will that also add to the motivation and emotions that the team would be going through um i don't know I, uh, how much does it matter it ma- see bangalore the good thing is they'll get a crowd of around 10000 mm-hmm. i mean i don't i'm hoping that 10000 comes because normally iran oman yeah. the the guam matches and all we had huge numbers right. iran i think was in the 20000 exactly so if you get that much amount of people yeah. because we, there is a urban population who likes football mm-hmm. in bangalore so. but i think the aff has i think they need to really get their marketing thing on because they have no marketing no whenever the <laughs> whenever the vfc matches are there at least a couple of hoardings are there in the city to actually tell the people yeah. now nothing star sports should be advertising i don't know why i haven't seen any maybe no, i don't watch enough tv yeah, yeah, they need to at least put it in the papers like saying come and cheer the national team yeah. on so and so date considering that bangalore has now developed a good football watching crowd right there is nothing on tv to well, watch well afs busy with other stuff let's get into that Isn't it? No, what? Chai pe charcha. Chai pe charcha, yes. Yes, everywhere. Go to Kuala Lumpur, have tea and biscuit and come back. <laughs> well, that's what they've been doing and they have scheduled another meeting. Yeah. yeah. This is, I hope this is for lunch. I think, just to mix I think the up. press release that we got was the most absurdly <laughs> bad press release. Just to say, nothing happened here. See you next time. <laughs> so, I kept scrolling down, scrolling down on mobile to see what, what's going to happen. So... <laughs> Yeah, they 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 actually used a funny term, uh, some what long term, short term. Oh yeah, they, they so mixed up both. A- apparently, so. they have there is a long term, there is a mid term, there is a short term plan. Yes, it's uh, one is two league, two parallel leagues. One is a merged league in the future. One is few teams merged, and one is uh, one after the other, like whatever no, is happening. No, well, right I think now. when when you talk about short term, mid term, and long term, I think short term is the very next season. Yeah, so they want the, parallel leagues yeah, or uh, one after the other, like how it has been. And and midterm is the next few years till the ISL franchisee contracts gets uh, gets over, and the long term is one post that. What will be Indian football like league structure? Like we are Indian in, in India, so let's well, look at short term. That is no. This is what AFC and Datuvin sir, the general secretary of AFC, meant when they said short term, midterm, and long term. But it all depends on how the AIFF, IMG Alliance, and what they what they infer from this. Yeah, but what I think here. Uh, The AFF tried to do was they 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 actually I mean this is my reading of it they couldn't actually arm twist any of the clubs yeah. into doing because they were stepping on too many toes there so right. so they thought like if they go to the A- AFC they will have a certain body which will actually direct and AFF can simply say this is what the AFC wants and now the AFC have neatly put the ball back into the AFF this thing and asked them to sort things out themselves <laughs> and rightfully so. so. It's a domestic issue. Like, clean out your own house. Don't bring it as a thing. So I think yeah. that the result is there is there's going to be one more meeting with the Ali club yeah, on think, Saturday. I think on tenth or twelfth. Twelfth. Yeah. A day so, before that Kyrgyzstan match. No, there is one on tenth as well. Is it? That's that's what I last okay. heard or saw. So number of meetings. It's like having a yeah. And and at the end of it all, so there is this other news that cropped up immediately afterwards. This that Mohan Bagan's uh, some what Devashi Stata. Yeah. he came out and spoke so apparently when af aff said okay fine let's figure it out the am vagan and these bengal are like no no we have a flight to catch so they left uh, no more discussions were done that day 
but they came out with the release saying you know afc understands the, that we have done so much for the country mm-hmm. over the years and so they understand that the history of the club is very important and has to be you know put in i don't think afc cares this is from the way i see it and yeah. i could be wrong and if i am wrong i apologize in advance <laughs> but if i am not i just think this is just bagan saying you know afc is on our side now there is no way you can no that, i think this is bagan assuming that afc is on their side no i don't even think this conversation would have happened like <laughs> i am pretty sure afc is least bothered about all this they yeah. just want you to have one league yeah. which is not privately owned which mm. is generally not something that happens right right so that's all they want they'll just clean up your house and come and then we will discuss it's such an easy thing to do but we but don't see, see aiff wants one league players and union want one league clubs want one league yeah. fans want one league who is the only one who don't want one league uh, anita ambani let's not take names <laughs> fsdl yeah they are the only ones who have an issue with one league so there are five groups who are happy one group are unhappy but the unhappy group is a winner group what does that say because they have the money man money wins always isn't it yeah <laughs> that's money. how it works yeah. yeah but they seem to be like betting all on the super cup which i think even baichung said it's going to be it, it, it has a potential to be the the tournament from india probably probably, probably not so but all these but biting whatever he says the people are just rejecting so i yeah. don't know what to say but only i think till now what i could make sense of what biting has said all, all this while is have a common league and promote one league every uh, one team every year. it works well for the players they get employed yeah it works well for the franchise also because you don't have a relegation but you're promoting one team the number of teams in the top division keeps increasing which means the number of matches in the top team top division also keeps increasing yeah but but Isn't that win win there no it is a win win but the problem is now say if we had implemented that this year mm-hmm. and said the top two teams now instead of calling for new tenders mm-hmm. for the isl team right. you should have if if you could have said okay we are now promoting the top two right. from the i league mm-hmm. or even if you want top 3 mm-hmm. so you have aizwal mm-hmm. mohan bagan mohan bagan east and bfc no east bengal bfc okay yeah. so east bengal mm-hmm. now you have two of those teams mm-hmm. which say we are not okay with your criteria what is the criteria which what franchise you fee. pay the franchise fee no that that is where that, that is where it comes from right? you waiver of the franchise fee no they let's not talk about things that is not going to happen no, they are not you, waiving franchise if you waiver fees. of the franchise franchise fee, fee mm-hmm. right now in this present moment the relegation or uh, promotion doesn't make any sense because if you waiver of the tra- franchise fee on on an automatic basis these two clubs are ready to join Yeah, that's what even FSDL wanted. Hmm. So no, uh, my whole point here is, if you are promoting, see, like Sudarshan said, if you are promoting three, the top three teams from the uh, I League to the don't pay any money, don't pay any money, play there, and what what are but the but that is not uh, what, acceptable. No, what are the I ISL franchises gaining out of it? They are gaining security for the coming se- seven years. You are not getting relegated for the seven years. Yeah, but years. they yeah. paid fifteen crore already. You, that is the amount you pay for not getting relegated for the coming seven years. No, that is isn't so that? Then only these teams will get relegated. There is no relegation happening till the seven years. Till till the so without uh, paying a single penny, these guys are also immune for seven years. Yes, they won't allow that. Mm-hmm. No, the problem there is that mm-hmm. it will be whatever the. 
nature of the contract it will be inherently unfair on the eight eight teams that are existing in ISL who continue to pay this yeah, franchise fees no they do not continue they have paid it once it's but a one time anyway, 15 crore is a lot of money so yeah. so either you pay it back and say okay fine everybody is on level terms nobody get relegated but everybody is on level terms so let's no if everybody is on level terms if, this if, is a no, pointless discussion because it's not yeah. going anywhere If, if the franchise fee if he is paid back then why not have relegation everyone is on a level ground isn't it yeah but the whole point is it's not going to happen yeah no. we are all we you, are you can't you, 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 you can't have a relegation because that will be in breach of a contract that they signed with the other eight teams so mm-hmm. well we can keep on talking about it throughout the day but i don't think we have enough time for that like hey if Yeah. talking yeah we can have Kuala Lumpur yeah. only difference is we don't have chai and curry so <laughs> <laughs> next time i can make uh, arrange for that too if he wants to be <laughs> sure i know yes well uh, that about uh, it for this episode guys sandeep anything more to add yeah few small small snippets here and there uh, that you those news that romeo fernandez and uh, kian almeida uh-huh. are among 40 players who have been caught for playing in unregistered tournaments without uh, an noc from their club like uh, Romeo Fernandez is signed with FC Goa mm-hmm. he hasn't gotten an NOC so the Goan federation is irritated by that is FC Goa irritated with that i don't know romeo fernandez seems like a strange guy like, no i think was, i i really feel sorry for that he was like hot property to you i know back. and then he went to brazil uh, yeah. the romance with romeo continues but. and then zico got him back and last year he didn't get much of this thing so He was with East Bengal in the IL. He didn't play much, though. Yeah, no. I think that entire Bugu FC Goa bunch, like Mandar Rao, Mandar. and all this season, they have just fallen off because Mandar Rao couldn't get a start here. Start, yeah. start I think he got so. two starts in mm-hmm. the FC. But anyway, uh, then also ISL has uh, kind of wavered off mm-hmm. something, which is no more marquee players. No, is that, that is a rumor a, or is it confirmed? No, it's not a rumor, but I don't know if it's confirmed. It's something they're discussing, mm-hmm. which I think is a good. good uh, move because that will help you save some money right. get some proper you know 20 25 year old foreigner instead of a 40 year old exactly. foreigner right that'll help mm-hmm. uh, the last one that there's a point i wanted to make is bangalore fc went for the afc cup draw uh-huh. over there they were gifted a 100000 dollars check right. for finishing on top of uh, the group which is yeah. the south zone champions basically mm-hmm. so that is little over 7 crore yeah and then some amount of money yeah and how much do you get out of winning the i league not even a crore yeah. let's even if you say <laughs> assume it's a crore people clubs at this level who are going to asia should make it a priority mm-hmm. if for nothing else by the fact that you, you play six matches you can get up to 7 crore mm-hmm. imagine the way that will take be taken out of their financial structure exactly. right. so it is beyond me why other teams do not take this seriously yeah other team not teams <laughs> Yeah, whoever is playing <laughs> other than BFC, it's beyond me why Bagan doesn't take it seriously. Exactly. Absolutely beyond me. Like seven crore. Mm-hmm. Well, talking a little more about the AFC Cup, the draw was held on the sixth of Ju- uh, June in Kuala Lumpur. BFC is drawn to play the North Korean champions. Four point two five AFC or April four point two five or is four twenty five. Is there is a point? Is April twenty five? That's the name of the club. Yeah, it's uh, that is the day of their uh, yeah. That's Army the day, Foundation Day. Exactly, and the day the club yeah. was formed. 
like seems to be a good it's team it's going to be a great story if we can get something out of there to, yeah. to uh, you know not not really right yeah. a cracker of a contest lined up here do you think those players will be undernourished because of you know, i have no idea but sandeep no. has uh, <laughs> sandeep has great expectations of getting something out of north korea nothing yeah. comes out of north korea yeah. <laughs> not even in instagram big yeah oh really yeah okay it's pretty well everything is blocked there well and another good news from mc cup is if Bengaluru FC does manage to reach the final the final will be held here in Bengaluru how, how did you know I mean I saw your tweet how did you know that uh, at the draw so with the AFC Cup this happens that the final uh, the, the location for the final is also drawn so it is the host of is one of the team that that reaches the final host the fi- host the final so this time right, it was the winner of the playoff the inter- interzonal playoff that was drawn out first so Bangalore being in the interzonal playoff if they end up reaching the final they'll reach the final as the interzonal playoff winner and they will end up hosting the match so just mm-hmm. all the cost cutting types this yeah. is great news <laughs> yes definitely no more trips yeah ah. so guys that's all we have on this episode of injury time have a great week unless we until we bring you the next next episode of injury time which will talk more about that match against kyrgyzstan have a great week and enjoy the game